0: Well, we are starting a new three-part series titled Empower. Everyone say Empower and power we are excited about starting this series it's all about the Holy Spirit uh, and uh, I'm gonna be a, I'm really excited to talk about the Holy Spirit in fact the Bible really right from the beginning in Acts chapter um, what is it 1 8 it says this but I promise you this that the Holy Spirit will, will come upon you and you will be filled with power and I don't know about you but I, I love the idea of being filled with power not for my own sake but for the sake of the cross for the sake of Jesus to be able to spread the gospel and to be able to move it forward and advance it around the world you know, you think about the word power, and what does it mean? It means to to delegate. It means to uh, it means to give over authority and authorize and enable and to permit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit it does that through our lives, and He's doing that through our church. In fact, our church. Let me tell you this: we are a spirit-filled church. We are uh, unapolo- like we, we don't apologize it. We don't we don't say we're sorry about it. We believe that the Holy Spirit was not just reserved for the Acts church, but is reserved for here today. And so today, that's what we're talking about. And I love that our pastor... Pastor, Pastor Rob Ketterling just enables us to be able to operate freely in our, in our giftings, to be able to operate within the Holy Spirit, because that's who we are. We believe that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the power and the ability to set people free, to heal people, to heal the brokenhearted, and to be able to advance the gospel like we've never seen before. And so again, I, I love the Holy Spirit. I love that we get to talk about it. We crave it. We desire it here at River Valley Church. And then at the end of this message, we're going to have a time of response we're going to have a time of response just to receive and say, God, I want more. Like some of us are maybe in this place like, hey, this, this doesn't bother me. Like I, I, I'm spirit filled. I, I, I do this thing. Like this doesn't bother me. But maybe you want a fresh anointing, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you're on the other side and maybe you've been a Christian and, and this is maybe something that you're not aware of or, or maybe you've never taken time to actually lean into. But I just pray that today would be the day that you just uh, that you approach it with a curiosity and with a lean and saying, you know what, God, I want more. I want more. Like you are a God that is abundant and I know that you have more for me. Or maybe you're on the other side and you've never come to church and maybe this is the first time and you're experiencing for the first time. This, you're pro- It's probably going to be the easiest message for you to receive And I'm going to tell you why in just a little bit because of my own story. But again, I love that we, that we can lean in, that we can be open, that we can be curious to this. But let me tell you this. I've seen weird, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about weird today. I'm not talking about... Uh, a, a, a spirit, a, a person that says, hey, I'm doing these things, but that they're self-seeking just to bring attention on themselves, but rather to be able, we believe in the Holy Spirit to be not weird, but to be powerful, to bring attention to the gospel, to bring attention to salvation, to bring attention to life change, to bring attention to the power that lies within having the Holy Spirit. It's, you know, if you're like me, you're, you you like predictable. You like, you want to be able to know what's going on. You like to be able to have a little bit of control and yet through the Holy Spirit says, Hey, you don't, you, I'm unpredictable. I don't ha- you can't control me. Uh, I, I, I can work and I can do things, but I want to use you to be able to do those things. And I love that we get to be a part of it. A famous pastor, A.W. Tozer says if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and maybe nobody would know the difference. If the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the new Testament church, 95% new Testament, this is back in Bible times, 95% of what they did would stop and everyone would know the difference. That was the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit in the early Church. One of the reasons why we can stand here today was not because of the things that we did on our own power, but it was about what the Holy Spirit did to empower us to be able to take the message of Jesus Christ and move it forward. And that's what we're talking about today. We, we, we only go based on what we think we can do, right? We go based on what we think, like, here's what I can do. Here's what I'm able to offer. And that is it. And yet the Holy Spirit says, I have more. We want more. I can give you more. And that's what we do. We're fascinated. Sometimes I think the, the trap, and the lie that we can fall into is that we're fascinated with outer courts religion. What does that mean? That means we get to a point where we maybe, we come to a certain line of comfortability and we say, this is it. This is it. Like I don't, wanna, I don't want any more pastors Just like, because after this, like man, this is, a, this is the part where it probably gets weird. Like the supernatural stuff, like, man, I don't know. But you're also probably the same person that, that's looking at things that you shouldn't be looking at is supernatural. So it's like, believe me, like supernatural is there. But the good supernatural that the Holy Spirit gives us is available to us. And so I, I pray that we would not get caught up with outer court religion where we come, we do the thing, we pay respect, we look the part. But then we, but then we leave and we, and we don't allow the Holy Spirit to do something in our lives. It's like going to the gym. Anyone like going to the gym really quick? Just go ahead, brag right now. Derek, just brag. Put them up. Yeah. I, I don't like you guys. I don't, I don't like you guys. I, I, I don't like going to the gym. Like I'm, I'm like, I feel so insecure when I go in the gym. I'm not the guy that's got all the gear and like all the grunts. Like, I don't know about that. I was like, you look good. You look like you go to the gym, but, uh, but there's something that's interesting, right? It's like going to the gym. We love the idea, but we hate the feeling of being vulnerable and being exposed. And that's what it is sometimes when it comes to coming to Jesus, coming to God and growing within our faith. It's like we love the idea about growing in our our power in the Holy Spirit, but we hate the feeling of being exposed and being vulnerable. And yet the Holy Spirit does not leave that as an option for us. But rather the Holy Spirit says, I want you to come closer and allow me to use you in powerful and amazing things. See, we we, we get into a thing where we start doing everything. But then we lose out on our spiritual passion. We lean on being Bible smart without any of the street smart on how to be able to apply it. And yet God is working in me versus also God is working through me. And we want God to work through us. Yes. See, in Bible times, all the people that, that were there, they, uh, they started getting a little bit only on the, really, the, the thing that mattered and the busy work mattered because God was in it. Do you hear me? Like the busy work, the things that they were doing, right, mattered because God was in it, because the Holy Spirit was at work. And it was all about the presence of God, which comes to us in the form of the Holy Spirit. So here at River Valley Church, yes, we believe Holy Spirit all the way. So we crave it, we fight for it, we ask for it in our worship, we pray for it, we ask for it in our preaching, we pray for it, we ask for it in our living and the ways that we lead things. Because we believe that is the X factor. That is the thing that gets us from being where we feel we need to be and and, and step into the place that God has asked us to be in. And I got to believe that we are a church. I got to believe that I'm standing before a church here today that says, you know what, I want more. I refuse to believe that you have found yourself in this place saying, hey, you know what, I just want a little bit. But that's it. No, I got to believe that there are people in this place like, man, Hey, if there's more, I want it all. So we crave for it. We want for it. Israelites. You know, the Israelites back in the Old Testament and really throughout time, uh, the Israelites were supposed to stay close to God and to be the light of the world. And yet they they drifted from the heart and the spirit of God. And yet the prophets called them back and said, stop the repetitions, stop the monotony, stop this madness and get in with God. Because it only became about the things, the, the, the things of just looking the part, paying respect and doing the thing, but rather as a part to saying, you know what? No, there's more there. I want to release the Holy Spirit upon you to be able to take the message to the ends of the world and so again they had religious motion without any spiritual passion so we desire spiritual passion with substance okay not to be showboating not to be like, hey look how good I look it's not about that but to say hey look how amazing our Heavenly Father is that he would send his only Son and his only Son would make the Holy Spirit available to us today so that we can stand here today and be able to be the answer to a world that is broken right Right? we think like there there there's a world that is out there that is broken There is, and yet the church has the ability and the power to bring answers that nobody else can bring, to bring faith that nobody else can bring, to provide a savior that no one else can provide, and to provide a power that no one else can give you. And yet here we are, we're saying, God, we want more. We desire more. We want more passion. You know, one of the things that we hear a lot about, like this is a religious word. This is a word, it's like people will say, hey, we want revival. Man, we want to see revival. But you want to know that revival doesn't begin with a body, it begins with self. Yes. It begins in your heart first. So if you want to see revival in your life, you got to get yourself to a point where you step in and you'll say, God, re- bring revival into my hearts and let that overflow of what you're doing in me flow once upon other people because of the Holy spirit, you know, moments lead to momentum and momentum gives birth to moments. And so if we want to see those moments, we got to be able to receive the Holy spirit. So moments lead to momentum. And I believe that's one of the reasons why our church, our particular campus has been able to grow over the last several years and just the amazing things that are happening here and God's doing an amazing things and praise the Lord. It's not because of me. It's not because of Pastor Rob. It's not because of the fancy words that we use or the lights or none of that, but it's because I believe that we value the power of the Holy Spirit, that we cannot stand before you or stand before anyone and say, we can't, we can't do this on our own. And yet the Holy Spirit, that is our cry for, for us today. So I'm going to leave you with three things today because I, I wish I had more time to talk about this. Like there's just the, the Holy Spirit is infinite, right? To talk to talk about more about this, like we, we need more than three weeks. But today what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you how the, the Holy Spirit was not just um, was not just for the early church. It was for them. It was for me, but it's for all of us. So let's start with the first one. It is for them. The early church. Acts chapter one, verses six through eight. It says every time. They gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it the time now for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he answered, the father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with the power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, throughout the distant provinces, even to the remotest places in the earth. And we see that even embodied here today, by having the uh, the up here, I say, hey, for us, like it, to us, it's the the extractor has been the Holy Spirit. We want to be able to take it. And we're not. We're not. We're taking it past Jerusalem. We're taking it past Judea. We're taking it to China, to Asia, to places in India. And I love that the Holy Spirit. So I, I was challenged too. I was like, you know, if I'm going to teach on the Holy Spirit, I want to learn a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. You know, like even though I've been exposed to it, I've, I've had a lot of exposure and time and reflection. I really believe the Holy Spirit is working through my life. But I was like, you know, I want to read through the, the book of Acts. And I would, I would encourage you. I would encourage you to read through the book of Acts and, and look at it through this perspective and through the lens, like, God, I, I want more. Like, tell me, like, show me what the Holy Spirit is doing and pay close attention because the Holy Spirit was very instrumental at the beginning. It really was. And, 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 the, and the thing is, too, is like, the, the crazy thing is the, the Bible was not available to, to them at the time. Think about that, Right? Like sometimes we think like the Bible's been around for the longest time. Like, yeah, th- there was there there was the Old Testament that was available, but the, but all Jesus's teachings were just really kind of first right, first voice accounts that were happening, and yet people they were they were beginning to write it down. The Bible wouldn't come for 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 a while later, but yet the, the 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 disciples in that time had to had to use the the really show the evidence of their work, and it was the evidence of their work that was able to bring people into salvation into life with Jesus but not only that too but here's what I also found very interesting too is like sometimes people think like like the early church had it all okay like they were they they increased they expanded in numbers but the early church had some persecution you know it's kind of funny though like sometimes we think like persecution is happening here in America like oh man pastor Zeus, I'm being persecuted right now Tough time to be, it's tough time to be a Christian. I'm like, well, okay, so, so tell me what's going on. Like, what, what's really hard? He's like, okay, so you want to believe this, Pastor Zeus? So the other day I was on Facebook. <laughs> you lost me there. The other day I was on Facebook. Uh, man, there was this great post from a local radio station. I shared it. It was this message. It was, it was awesome. And I had some friends and some people just really said bad things. Like, oh, keep religion out of this. I'm like, and you think that's persecution? I'm like, come on, think about it. Like, back in the in Bible, classes, like, people were losing their lives for, for professing their faith in Jesus Christ, and yet these people were not wavering. And not because they were, they were uh, foolish or anything, but because they knew that what they were living for was beyond themselves. They knew that what was living inside of them and working through them was beyond them and that the power that was there says, I am not going to be fearful. I am not going to restrain, but rather I'm going to break through this and I'm going to see God do something more and something amazing in my life. And so that is the truth. But I love that the Holy Spirit is also for me. Me, me, Zeus. Like, I, like, if I'm going to stand here before you today, I want to let you know, like the Holy Spirit is for me. I'm not going to preach something and not keep something for myself, right? That, that would be hypocrisy, right? And so for me like I love that the Holy Spirit is alive and active. I've said yes to the Holy Spirit. I said yes to the to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I've said yes to speaking in tongues. I said yes to my prayer language. I said re- yes to all the rest of the gifts because I know that I have a God a, a a heavenly Father who has good things for me and has made those things available through Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we sometimes, we leave the rest of, like, we, we love God the Father, we love the, Jesus the Son, but we forget and neglect the, 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 the helper, the advocate, the power that resides in the Holy Spirit. And yet there is more there. And so just a moment of clarity. Let me tell you this, really quick. Let me make some of truth to you. All the gifts that are available as the Holy Spirit chooses to us. It's not this... Menu or this multiple choice of what we can take. Let me read to you. In First Corinthians chapter twelve, it says, "Remember, it is the same Holy Spirit who distributes and activates and operates these different gifts as He chooses for each believer." I've heard many times say, "Well, you on know, Pastor Zeus, like, I, I like, dude, I like this part. <laughs> Man, that part is great. But like this, like this other stuff." I don't know about that. Anyone ever take like a personality test? Like Strength Finders, Myers Briggs, the Enneagram right now. Anyone raise them high? Yeah, there's a few of us. Few, wow, man, this is like the very self-aware service. <laughs> uh, the other two ones, like, man, that like pff, bad illustration. Should have I, I almost took it out. But the point is, so right now Enneagram's a big thing. My wife has taken it and she's uh Enneagram nine. Enneagram nine is considered a piece peacekeeper type of thing, right? They don't, they don't want to ruffle the feathers. They, uh, they want to bring joy. They want to bring love. I'm not a nine. I'm far beyond that. I love a little bit of drama. You know what I'm saying? But, but here's the thing. Here's what's very important is that the Holy Spirit is the one who distributes and he decides. The Holy Spirit decides who gets what gift and when. And any on grime nine would say, like, I don't want the words of knowledge because the words of knowledge tells me something that about another person that I shouldn't know, but it's kind of like now I know it. But if I bring that to him, that's going to bring some division to dissension. Sorry. I'm out. Don't want that. Well, I'm an Enneagram nine. So what I, what I, I really like some of these other ones, but I don't want the gifts of the, or the, the speaking in tongues thing, the, the prayer language, because that stuff is weird. And there might be some people who are not going to like me anymore. Well, guess what? You don't get to decide that. You don't, you don't get to decide that. And, like, and that's the beauty about, about, about the gospel. That's the beauty about the Holy Spirit is that there are things beyond us that if we, uh, if we just resorted to the, our own abilities and our own things, like we would always find ourselves just like treading water. Yeah. But, when the whole, but the Holy Spirit says, I want you to take the hill. I want you to move forward. I want you to seek and save the lost. I want you to heal the brokenhearted. And so the, the Holy Spirit is there, so we don't get to decide that. You know, I remember when I gave my life to Jesus, this all happened very fast for me. I didn't come from a religious home. I didn't I come with with religious influences, but I didn't come from a religious home. That wasn't part of my story. And so for me, like I came in with a hunger and with just a passion. I was like, man, if, if God has more for me, I want to know more. So in January of 2007, I said, yes, January 14th, Sunday night service. I gave my life to Jesus. And then it was in February that I started reading about being water baptized. I said, well, if the Bible makes that. I need to be water baptized. Well, Zeus, you were water baptized as a child. Yeah, but this is by my own accord now. The Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. I want to lead by, I want to follow the example of the people who are loving Jesus. I was like, I'm going to be water baptized. But not only that, but then it was the month later that I said, there was a prayer meeting and I just responded. I was like, hey, there's a prayer meeting. Holy Spirit, you want to come? Yeah, man, I got nothing else to do. (laughs) So I said, yes. And I received the Holy Spirit that day. And that's the thing. It's like, maybe that was the, that that was the X factors. Maybe I just didn't know any better, but sometimes the religious crowd, the Pharisees, or at least in that time too, is that they thought they knew how, or they thought they had it all figured out that they refused and rejected the thing that they needed the most. And yet I think our challenge here today is not to reject the thing that we believe that we know we need the most. And that is the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Acts chapter 20, verse 22 is one of my life verses. I love this verse. It's one of the, my, the seven verses that I have in my life that I just, um, I pray over myself. But it says, Acts chapter 20, verse 23 and through 24 says, and I am now bound by the spirit to go into Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus and the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God to me. That's what it is all about. And it's not because I'm foolish, but it's because I know where my authority comes from. I know where my salvation comes from. I know that when I don't have any words, the Lord, the Holy Spirit can supplement those words. So I know what to do. And I know what to say, not as a person who's got it all figured out, but as a person who's under authority, under mission and in love with what the Holy Spirit can do. So the Holy Spirit was not just for the early church. It was for me too. And it is for the church now. So the Holy Spirit Is for you. It's for everyone. See, like, anyone like cars in the room? Anyone like cars? Like, really quick. Who likes like a nice car? Like Dave, you like a nice nice car. Raise his hand. Yeah. Like, nice cars are nice, right? But it doesn't matter if you have a Bugatti. It doesn't matter if you have a Ferrari. It doesn't matter if you have an Audi. If that car doesn't have no gas, it's not gonna run. (laughs) It's pretty much useless, right? And in the same way, sometimes we're like, man, we want to look good and we want to look look put together. We want to come and pay respect and do the part, do the thing. But we lack the gas and the accelerator in our life to be able to be useful and practical to what God wants to do in our lives and in our world here today. See, we love this. It's an accelerator. Says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So it is for you, the congregation. It is for all of us. It is for your sons, it is for your daughters, it is for your parents, it is for your friends, it is for your neighbors, it is for your coworkers. If they come to know Jesus, it is for everyone. So if you desire to be baptized by Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I want you to pray that today. I want that to be your heart's cry, your heart's confession say, God, I don't want to just be open to it. I want to desire it, I want more of it. So it's for every believer that calls in the name of Jesus. You know, it's kind of funny. I think about this think in context here, right? Like think of what, what was happening in, in the new Testament early on when Jesus is calling out the disciples, like some people would say it was the worst, like empowerment and delegation that Jesus could have picked. Like he was picking fishermen and tax collectors. People didn't like these people. And yet the Holy spirit used normal people to do amazing things. And so sometimes we get caught in the lie saying, you know what? I can't do what pastors Jesus is doing. I don't have a mic. I don't have a stage. I'm not on a screen. I don't have this. I don't have that. You don't have to have that. Right. All you need, you don't even have to have the title of being a pastor. Wow. All you need is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to say, you know what? I'll still make a difference. Wow. I, might not change, not, I might not change the life of hundreds of thousands, but I can change the, the lives of hundreds and the people that I encounter on a daily basis. So if you're a doctor in this place, God can use you. If you are a lawyer, if you're a mechanic, if you are a mother, if you're a counselor, if you're a student, you're a teacher, you're a father, whatever it may be, if you're a youth student, the Holy Spirit is for you as well. Like, that's our prayer for our little girls. Tasha, our girls, uh, we, like, she and I, we pray that the Holy Spirit would work and come powerfully upon them. They're four and two years old. I don't care. Like, I, I want my girls to be like, walk into a place and be like, Holy Spirit, here, some boldness. Some of us need to raise, you know, strong girls like that Amen. and strong boys like that. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, people will see that you've also been with Jesus. And that's important. That's right. You know, Peter and John, they were arrested in, in the book of Acts chapter four. I won't read it all, but they were arrested and they were interrogated for healing a man who couldn't walk in the name of Jesus. And, and they were being interrogated by, uh, by people like, why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. But one of the cool things is they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They said that in this passage, but not all that, but the people that were there and they were hearing this, they were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus and they saw the boldness, right? It's like going to the gym, it's like we all love the idea but we hate the idea of being vulnerable and being exposed and yet the boldness says, don't worry about those things. I'll take care of that. Worry about the tasks i put before you. Worry about what's in your hand. And so again, but it also tells us, it points us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit calls us deeper. And when we grow closer to him, we will be a better at accomplishing the mission he has before us to reach the world. To be the plan A. You know, pastor said the Holy Spirit is in you for you, but he is on you for other people. So it's not just for you, but you have to receive and to release this. I'm going to ask my friend Derek. Derek, would you come up here? Derek's the guy who likes to work out. I don't like him. But Derek, come on over here. Derek... Um, God, God, like all of us in this room, God's, put your hand out. God's put a, release something to you. He's given you a seed of faith, of strength, the Holy Spirit. And he wants to do something through you. And here's the cool thing is like, think of this also like what you receive maybe when you come to know Jesus at the beginning, right? Is God gives you something. But what I also want you to know is that there's power in receiving and releasing a wellspring is when water comes, about, comes down, right? Rains down, but the, when the wellspring releases out, there's a constant motion of saying, "You know what? You are alive, and so I'm releasing, receiving, and you're releasing things." But sometimes the, the 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 thing that we run into is right. We receive this from from the Holy Spirit. We receive this from Jesus. We receive our salvation, and then we close it. We close it, and yet. God wants to do something in our lives. God wants to pour out more in our lives. But we get so comfortable with outer courts. We get so comfortable with just hoarding this that we just don't, we, we don't want any more. Like we want all of the things that come with salvation, but, with, but not, with none of the work. sometimes. And yet the Holy Spirit says, I want to do more in you. And so what begins to happen is the Holy Spirit is trying to pour out more of you and, and your hands are closed. And you can't receive anything because you haven't released the thing that he's given you. You haven't received the spirit that he's given you. Don't worry about picking it up, Derek. You're a good servant. (laughs) But what if you opened your hands, right? What if you allowed the thing that was in your hands to not die by hoarding it, but now you released it. Turn it over. You released it. Find its seeds. And then he gives you more, and you do the same thing. You release it. He gives you more, and then release it. But we serve a God of abundance, and he's given you more, and you release it. God wants to use you. He gives you more, and you release it. He gives you more, and then you release it. But let me tell you what, we're not done there yet. We serve a God of abundance. He says, I have more for you. Do not stop at the outer course of religion, but rather, I serve, I'm a God of abundance. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I want you to receive and release. I want you to receive and release. God wants more of you. You can take your seat, Derek. But sometimes we get so comfortable saying, God, this is it. And I'm gonna close it and we allow that thing to die but God says do not stop there receive and release I want I have more for you there's a world that is out there that people are dying spiritually people are dying physically and they're going to hell and we sometimes as Christians we get so comfortable thinking well I got what I need when the Holy Spirit says no I've given you more the thing that I've given you, I've asked you to release it. I've asked you to see to set the, the lost free. I've asked you to heal the brokenhearted. I've asked you to heal the people who are sinning and bring them back to me. You cannot do this on your own. And yet God is with us. God is challenging us. And again, I tell you, I refuse to believe that I'm standing before a church, before a body of believers. You may even be mad right now this guy's crazy yeah i got a little crazy in me but i'm not gonna be weird holy spirit's not weird the holy spirit is powerful the holy spirit is alive the holy spirit is moving i gotta believe that there are people in here who want more you want more i want you to stand at this time i'm gonna ask us to do something if last two services we had this place this place This place is full of people receiving and releasing. If you want to see God do more in your life right now, I want you to do justice. We're not going to get weird, but we, all I want you to do is pray a simple prayer. If you've if you're, if you're been doing this for a long time, just pray for a fresh awakening, a fresh anointing. If this is something you've been closed off to, pray pray, for, pray that this would be the day that you would receive in power the Holy Spirit, that, what it has available for you. Pray for the giftings. Pray for your prayer language. Pray for those things. But today, God wants to set you free. Today, God wants to give you power. So if you want to receive more of that, I want you to just come up. Fill the spot. Come on. Come on, the Bible says that if you, that if you stand before me and you, and, you, and you promote me, I will promote you. And yeah, that's what people want. That's what God wants. People who are selfless say, you know what? I want more. So I want us to respond at this time with passion, with prayer. So God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would use this room. God, even the people in the back or to the people in the front, God, it doesn't matter where we're at, God, every person, God, I pray that your spirit would permeate. God, your spirit would come alive. God, your spirit would do something fresh and new in our lives. God, not for outer court religion, but for a relationship with the heavenly Father, for a relationship with the Son, with the Son that is set of free, and for the Helper that is available to us in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a world that needs us, and we are Plan A. So, God, today we respond. We want more of you. Prayer languages, we outpouring, fresh, all that gifts. God, we don't choose it; you do. Come on.